Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Davida, are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Davida Ginter is the co-founder and CEO of Enkindle Global. She is the author of Burning Out Won't Get You There. She's a speaker, a social change catalyzer. I'm excited to have you back on the show. Davida, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, thank you, and I'm glad to be back. So I'm located in Israel. I live here with my family in a kibbutz, yet I work internationally. Uh, my mission, my team's and my mission is to support leaders and organizations in preventing burnout and cultivating well-being. And since it's a global phenomenon and a global issue, we work on a global scale. We help everyone who is committed to lead change socially, personally, team-wise, organizational-wise. This is what we care for. And we had a conversation back in February of 2020 which I, 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 I was kind of surprised by because it, it feels like it's, it's, it's been longer. Yeah. But it was right at the beginning of, or, or we didn't even realize that, that, that we were at the beginning of, of this. Um, and life has, has, has changed a lot. There's just new and different opportunities for burnout, it uh, seems like. Yeah, life has changed a lot and it almost feels like they have changed at once. Mm-hmm. There was almost no preparation. I actually remember that we had our call in late February. I was just hosting a friend coming from abroad. And after a few days, she went back home to Europe. And suddenly there's lockdown and no one can fly and the entire life seemed just different. But yeah, you are correct also about the burnout. We have talked about the causes of burnout and how does it feel? What are the signs? Interestingly, COVID has even changed that, the causes of burnout. So, for example, we see now, and and it's no surprise, we know this now after a few months into this global pandemic, but it is related to burnout. We are noticing, for example, that the continued uncertainty contributes to higher levels of stress. And when we talk about stress, so stress by itself, it's not a negative thing if it happens, you know, every now and then. But if it's a chronic stress, if it happens every day, every day, then it leads to burnout. And this is what many people are experiencing at the moment. This continued uncertainty, what will happen? When will it happen? When will this pandemic end? Will it end? Will we have a new normal? What is the new normal? You know, so many unsolved questions. And for people who feel uncomfortable to live with the, with the questions, it could be very confusing, frustrating, very stressing, and then it rises to anxiety. And from there, like I said, it's a highway to burnout. 
as as you're talking about that i was i was just picturing somebody and slowly they would kind of slump their shoulders a little bit more and and more and more and more and here in 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 the united states obviously we're dealing with covid and then you mix in the election that's that's coming up and Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know if you've heard about that or not just just of course kidding and then we have everything going on with with the protests and riots and it's got to be levels of uncertainty that that we are not accustomed to so that's just to your point contributing to so much stress yes stressors are piling up but the interesting point is that we are stressed if we perceive stress as harmful So it is again a question of, are we prepared for this situation, for dealing with uncertainty? The uncertainty itself is not the problem, you know, this is life, it's part of the journey. So this year is the pandemic, and then a few years back it was the economic crisis, and who knows what will happen in a few years' time from now. But are we capable to learn how to deal with this uncertainty? Are we able to perceive stress as something that we need to deal with and that makes the entire difference right as those words were leaving my mouth about all 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 the stress that that we here in the united states are dealing with i'm just going to ask the question i i imagine that that living in israel and dealing with what seems to me consistent conflict and and threat from 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 the outside you probably the whole point about stress is only unhealthy if you look at it as as a negative unhealthy thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And just I, I don't know if I'm right or not in in my perception. Well, you're definitely correct there. In the context of Israel or the conflict that you have mentioned. It's even more complicated, of course, you know, we have many levels, especially now for the conflict. It's also an internal conflict these days. Um, Many are protesting on the streets against the policy of the government, uh, which is, of course, related to COVID as well. The thing is that if we look at the situation as hopeful um, or let's say if we have hope that the situation might change then we can feel the stress but know that there's you know uh, as they say there is light at the end of this tunnel Mm -hmm. so we just need to be consistent in going uh, through the tunnel but if we keep looking at the conflict or the social economical uh, situation now um, with big frustration and with um, lack of belief that this could even change, then obviously it can't be changed because we are taking a step back instead of trying to uh, resolve the situation. It's always a matter of perception. It's not, you know, given the worst circumstances, it's always a matter of choice. How would you like to proceed from here? This is the reason why we're on the streets, because we're not willing to make peace with the fact that there is no peace. How would you like to proceed from here? Yes, here we are. Um, 
but yes, and we have people in the streets of the United States protesting. You have people in the streets of of Israel protesting because you've you're you're not comfortable and you're not willing to keep going the way that you're going. Yeah. Well, actually, that's another interesting point related to that feeling of burnout. You know, I keep looking from this lens, obviously. But here's another interesting situation. If we keep moving between the two extremes, so one day I'm fully positive, I'm, I'm more than hopeful, I know we can, we, we got this, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the next day, I'm so angry and frustrated and sad and, you know, just pissed off the, and the entire world, then I'm moving between these two extremes, the two extremes of um, the, the emotional um, range. And this emotional roller coaster, it's not healthy either. And people do uh, get burnt out when they're unable to balance that emotional roller coaster to stable that even for a while. I'm not saying we should not feel angry. Oh, definitely. So, you know, natural. I'm not saying we should not feel positive and, and hopeful, of course. But the question, do we take those to the extreme and we keep moving between the two one day after another? Because that way we are really unable to feel at home, internally, not even in a physical sense. You know, we keep feeling outside of our skin because of those extreme ends that are shaking us constantly. And the reason why so many social activists are burning out because they fail to guard themselves from those extreme ends. They fail to take care of themselves, to set those boundaries. I care now, I'm committed, but hey, this is also time to relax, to take some time to myself, not to get angry one minute after another. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that certainly, I, I could certainly say that I'm, I'm guilty of, of feeling frustration one day and then and then going the opposite and feeling very, very hopeful and can certainly see the danger of sort of vacillating or, or, or moving between those two polar opposite things. And that's not obviously a healthy thing. But and, it's natural. Right. Yeah. yeah it's well, natural. Totally. Yeah. 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 And, and if I may add something on that, it gets even worse when people feel guilt. So imagine that you go, uh, and this is what's happening now, for example, in Israel, we go on the streets and protest every Saturday. And imagine that you are highly committed to your mission, but then you can't make it. And you feel so guilty. Why am I not, not out there, you know, contributing to change? But the guilt by itself, although it's, you know, it's a natural feeling, of course, but guilt by itself, especially when it's repetitive, it's so toxic internally, you know, so you you see, you, you feel those emotions piling up and, and then you add the guilt on that. Of course, you will eventually burn out if you don't stop this on time. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted just 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 thinking about that. So. <laughs> that was not my intention. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but and, and it, it, I think it's 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 very interesting that um, we have two different cultures that are experiencing very 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 similar things, even though for some causes that are the same and 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 some that are different but extremely similar. So, so I appreciate that. All right. So, so how do we move forward? Yeah, so, you know, we can take you to the practical level, actually. And I'm not going to offer specific solutions. Um, <laughs> this, I think you know my stand by now that I don't believe in quick fixes right. and in formulas <laughs> and recipes. I think those are very, very misleading. I believe in processes and I believe in self-exploration and check carefully what works for you. Yeah, test, try, of course. But don't, you know, follow blindly uh, what works for others just because it seemed like it's working for everyone else. But I do believe in self-exploration, of course. And I do think that there are common approaches, maybe not even practices, approaches that could be very, very helpful for the, you know, basically for all humans. For example, cultivating connection. So it's wide enough that we can choose how do we cultivate connection with whom. But basically... It applies to everyone. We are social creatures. We seek this connection. We need this connection. And we don't want to do it by ourselves, even though it seems so much easier. I can just, you know, do it by myself, right? Mm -hmm. Or why should I share about my struggles? But those connections are so important, are are so nourishing, are so supportive, uh, especially at times of adversity. And of course, we can relate to pausing the self-judgment. As I said before, the guilt and the self-judgment are so harmful. We do it unintentionally, right? We judge ourselves um, to some extent all the time or the comparison to others, of course. But the more we are able to pause that you know, intuitive judgment, the more we're able to do it, the more likely we are to simply move on even if we had made a mistake or something that we regret um, that we were doing and i will add also of course openly share about our struggles and challenges this is not a weakness this is vulnerability maybe but not a weakness this is actually i see it as courage when someone is able to openly share um, challenges and struggles then for me, it's quite courageous. I think leaders actually set a good example when they are able to to talk about what they feel, not in a sense of, oh, I'm collapsing now here in public, right? Of course, there's the right setting for everything, but in a healthy way, in a good environment that will support you, this is so important to share uh, what you are being uh, through at the moment. And eventually it's all about balance. I'm not talking about work-life balance, which is uh, <laughs> quite problematic even now uh, during COVID. I'm talking about this personal balance that again, you explore and you understand for yourself what is right for you. If I'm going back to the example on the streets, every week I might need to balance that with some quiet time you know, with my family, I don't know 
if I'm alone all day long, I might want to balance that with socializing with people. Yeah. This is all, yeah, this is all very personal. What is the right balance for me? How do I build a healthy routine that serves me, that meets my personal needs to be emotionally healthier? Yeah, I think that that's all really well said. And I know personally and through just the, the work that I've done and trying to be a more contented person and trying to help people to lead more contented lives that how important the role of connection and community is and relatedness in a, a, a fulfilling and happy life. And certainly COVID is, is making that a lot harder. Um, and it was already, I think pretty hard just through the challenges of modern living. So, uh, so yes. And to your point, hundred percent that there's not a, 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 there's not a pill for this and there's there's not a one size fits all it's it's work that everybody needs to do individually yeah together absolutely. yeah yeah <laughs> we yeah that's individually true. do this together <laughs> individually together but this this is such a a beautiful observation um and it's it, you know what i'm sensing that uh since covid started it has almost been like um a social wake-up call it's not just you know personal individual it's a social wake-up call so each and one of us needed probably a different wake-up call yeah but as humanity we have discovered that something is a bit off there <laughs> so are we willing to change i don't know again this is very individual but it feels like there was a big blinder that has been removed since last March and now again it's a choice what do we want to do with it what do we want to do with those new realizations about our life our, um, you know our work the way we work the way we communicate with others the way we connect with others I think it's been very powerful to everyone around the globe and again now it's a question what how do you want to take it from here? Yeah, I think that that yeah, I think that that is perfectly said. How will what 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 will your intention be moving forward now that the now that the blinders have been removed? So I love it. Yeah, thank you. Well, Davida, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Okay, so I think I will share a short bit from appreciative inquiry that I think would be really helpful here uh, with some stress management. Appreciative inquiry is basically looking at what has been working well in the past and learn from that. So if you can even close your eyes for just a short minute and think what in the past has worked well for you when you're facing a stressful situation and manage that, manage that well. Probably there was at least one time that you faced this challenge, this stressful time, this adversity really well. And now comes the question, what happened there? What helped you? What helped you there manage that so well? And going back to the present, how can you apply it from now on for the next time that adversity hits? So this is about preparation this is about a practice. We want to be prepared for next time that a challenge 
knocks at our door. And if we can learn what worked well in the past for us personally, we can definitely expand it and apply it again in the future. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on. Come on. And I know for me, uh, what, what helps me all the time is, uh, is, is journaling and writing down and working through my thoughts and my feelings and being aware. That's such a helpful thing for me. So I think that's excellent advice. Thank you. thank you so much for coming back on where can savage nation learn more about you you can find me at my website davidaginter.com or my company website in kindleglobal.com and of course it is all written in my book burning out won't get you there love it Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Davida your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to davidaginter.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-A-G-I-N-T-E-R.com. And in kindleglobal.com, that's E-N-K-I-N-D-L-E-G-L-O-B-A-L.com. And also pick up a copy of the book, Burning Out Won't Get You There. Thanks again, Davida. Thank you so much. And until next time. Keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.